Number 10, give credence to the word. Give credence to the written word. Believe it to be of God. See the name of God in every line. Believe the scriptures to be divinely inspired. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Who but God could reveal the great doctrines of the Trinity, the atonement of Jesus Christ for sinners, and the resurrection? From where do the scriptures come from, if not from God? First of all, sinners could not be the authors of scripture. It would be impossible for them to invent such holy lines or to speak against the sins that they love with such hostility. Second of all, saints could not be the authors of scripture because it will not fit with their sinfulness to counterfeit God's name and write, Thus saith the Lord, in the book of their own invention. Third of all, angels could not be the author of scripture. What angel in heaven would dare impersonate God and say, I am the Lord? Believe the origin of scripture to be sacred and to come from the Father of light. The antiquity of scripture speaks of its divinity. No record of history that exists reaches farther than Noah's flood, but the scriptures speak of things before time. The majesty, profundity, purity, and harmony of scripture show that this book could be breathed from none other but God himself. Add to this the efficacy the written word has upon the consciences of men. By reading scripture, they have been turned into other men. If you should set a seal upon a piece of marble and it should leave a print behind, you would say there was a strange virtue in that seal. Just so, when the written word leaves a heavenly print of grace upon the heart, it proves to be of divine authority. If you would profit by the word, you must believe it to be of God. Some skeptics question the truthfulness of Scripture. Unbelief drains the virtue of the word and makes it unproductive. Who will obey a truth he doesn't believe? Hebrews 4.2 says, The message they heard did not benefit them because they were not united by faith with those who listened. Number 11. Highly prize the Scriptures. Highly prize the Scriptures. Psalm 119.72 says, The law of your mouth is better to me than gold and silver. Can any person become proficient in any craft or skill if he has a low opinion of it? Prize this book of God above all other books. Some have said the Bible is the heart and soul of God. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. The scripture is the library of the Holy Spirit. It is a code of divine knowledge and an exact model of true religion. The scripture contains in it the things which we are to believe and the things which we are to practice. It is able to make us wise unto salvation. The scripture is the standard of truth and the judge of controversy. It is the north star to direct us to heaven. The scripture is the compass by which the rudder of our will is to be steered. It is the field in which Christ, the pearl of great price, is hidden. It is a telescope that makes the glory of God resplendent. It is the universal medicine for the soul. The pages of scripture are like the leaves of the tree of life for the healing of the nations. Revelation 22, 2. The scripture is the breeder and feeder of grace. How is the convert born but by the word of truth? James 1, 18. How does he grow but by the sincere milk of the word? 1 Peter 2, 2. The word written is the book out of which our evidences for heaven are fetched. It is the sea mark that shows us the rocks of sin. 
It is the antidote against error and apostasy. It is the two-edged sword that wounds the old serpent. It is our bulwark to withstand the force of lust and temptation. The scripture is the Tower of David, whereon the shields of our faith hang. Martin Luther said, Take away the word, and you deprive us of the Son. The word written is above an embassy of angels, or a voice from heaven, Second Peter 1.18. Job said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food, Job 23.12. Number 12. Ardently love the word. Develop an ardent love for the word. Prizing the word is related to our judgment. Loving the word relates to our affections. Psalm 119, 159 says, Consider how I love your precepts. The one who delights in his trade is the one who will prosper in it. A lover of learning will be a scholar. Those who took no pleasure in the scriptures before their conversion afterward delight in them. David said the word was sweeter than the honey which drops from the comb. Thomas Akempis used to say he found no contentment but in a corner with the book of God in his hand. What infinite pleasure should we take in reading the book of life? There is enough in the word to produce holy delight. It is a specimen and demonstration of God's holy love to us. The spirit is God's love token. The word is his love letter. How one rejoices to read a letter from a dear friend. The word written is a divine treasury or storehouse. In it is scattered truth as pearls to adorn the inner man of the heart. The word written is the true manna, which has all sorts of sweet taste in it. It is a sovereign medicine. It gives wine to them with a heavy heart. The opened Bible is a sovereign cure to those that would drink of it. David drank of this cure. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has quickened me. Psalm 119.50 Chrysostom compares the scripture to a garden. Every line in it is a fragrant flower, which we should pin not to our pocket, but to our heart. Delight in the word causes profit, and we must not only love the comforts of the word, but the reproofs also. Myrrh is bitter to the palate, but good for the stomach.